Hello, and welcome to episode 248 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And uh, this week we're talking about clickbait. <laughs> Absolutely. Good way to put it. We're talking about clickbait, baby. In, in every sense of the term. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah. So if you want to reach out to us on Facebook, uh, X going to give it to you, or Discord, uh, or email us. All those links are in the description below. Yeah, make sure you hit us up and uh, let us know what you think about clickbait. Yeah. Or feed us some clickbait. Exactly. Uh, if you want to support the show, there's a couple ways you can do that. The first is with our TCG Player Affiliate link, casualtryhard.com slash TCG. Uh, follow that link on over to TCG Player, and anything you purchase will help to support the show. We'd really appreciate it. doesn't cost you guys anything and helps us pay our bills. Uh, by the way, did you cancel the uh, SoundCloud? I did cancel the SoundCloud. Right. It should It should run out at the end of this month. I might okay. still be able to post stuff, but like I can just keep less there. Yeah, I don't know. Like I might, we'll see. We'll see if I can still yeah. post things, still post stuff there. But well, I I hadn't heard any complaints about uh, okay. not posting to SoundCloud anymore, so I didn't see anything in the email. I didn't get any feedback anywhere else, so must yeah. not be that big a deal. Yeah, and again, it's um, pretty easy to move somewhere else. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's bigger podcasting platforms that we are on so uh the other way you can support us is directly through our patreon patreon.com slash casual mtg uh sign up and chip a couple bucks in if you enjoy the content that we make and you want us to keep doing it help pay the rest of our hosting bills uh like i said you can chip a couple bucks in however much you feel like we're worth and you get access to a couple special benefits uh you get our show notes so you get a sneak peek about what the show is going to be about that week uh, you also get access to about another hour's worth of content out of us in the form of our pre-show that is completely unscripted uh unedited un 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 everything uh, we don't even know what we're going to be talking about it's just a conversation between two buddies sometimes it's about magic sometimes it's not it's just us making sure our equipment's working correctly uh, but the patrons seem to really like it. So if you're interested in some more content out of us, that is one way you can get some more. And the third thing that Patreons get is givebacks. Uh, every once in a while, I get cool stuff to send out to you guys. Um, I try and do it roughly every other month. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It's always super cool. Um, I love seeing the photos that the patrons post on social media about the givebacks really makes me feel like it's worth it i hope they feel like it's worth it uh, if any of that sounds good to you or if you just want to support the show like i said it's patreon.com slash casual mtg you can chip a couple bucks in there's tears there they don't really matter however much you feel like chipping in we would really appreciate yeah so thank you yes thank you very much all right so uh our plan for this week so uh, you may or may not know we, we've gone from a Monday record time to a Tuesday record time uh, yep. because my wife is overworked. And, uh, it would <laughs> I be think better. everybody's overworked these days. Yes, it would be better for her to be on Tuesday. So we were like, okay, that's fine. We're not going to do any show notes until they do uh, the band announcement. So this was the, like, they've moved to a system of, like, kind of an annual, like, big band 
and then emergency mm-hmm. bands in case like formats are in a bad place. Right. And so there was, you know, some anticipation of maybe things getting banned in modern or pioneer. Mm-hmm. And there was definitely like I saw some different things on like um social media where some people were like like I think Andrea Maguchi's like I wouldn't ban anything in modern, it's great. And then other people were like, I think that like maybe some scam cards should go because apparently uh, scam is 22% of the metagame according to uh, Frank Karsten. And so... That's kind of wild that like that deck took so long to catch on because like when we did our set review episode MH2, yeah, we specifically called out that deck and it wasn't a thing for quite I, a while. I think we talked that. about it with like ephemerate or other flicker effects. I don't no, know we, we talked about it with the Undying stuff, because I went out and bought foil copies of all the, oh, all yeah. the old Undying cards. Yeah, I don't know, like, and like, I think it even took a while after Fable. But no, Fable is yeah. like usually in that deck, like that was kind of the, uh, the PT innovation was like Fable over yeah. Young Pyromancer. But yeah, like, it is weird that like, we looked at them like, this is dumb, like, you're going to lose every game that you get double thought seized on turn mm-hmm. one. Like, literally every game you're going to lose it. And pretty much that's what happens. Like, they just have a draw where they're like, uh, double thought seize you. Or like, yeah. here's a five mana, f- now 4-4 four, four double striker that you can't fatal push. Um, right. You're on a three-turn clock. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. And you're just like, tap land, go. Oh, I'm dead. it's like oh oh i had to fetch and you had a bolt i'm on a two-turn clock oh i'm just dead before i get to have my third turn amazing um yeah so that is wild so and then there was also talk about like you know maybe karn should go from pioneer since Mm -hmm. it is like kind of a miserable experience uh yeah i could see that and like mono green so i was at work i was doing And I was like, crap, like, I haven't, like, checked Twitter today or anything. I wonder what the ban announcement was. So I, like, Google, like, you know, uh, Magic Ban 2023, and it, like, autofills. I'm like, excellent. I click on it, click the link, and it just says, there are no changes in any format. And then he goes, but hey, we're making an announcement about (laughs) a new booster product. So, like, it's, like, they knew that, like, a large portion of the Magic community was going to go check the ban announcement. And I guess it was better than, like, just leaving your homework totally blank to put some (laughs) non-related nonsense on it. Right? Because, like, if it wouldn't have been for that, like, extra paragraph about, like, hey, we're doing, like, uh, new booster stuff, it would have just been one line. There are no changes. There are I mean, no changes. Like, Here's the link to like, the band list. That would have been like a reasonable thing, though. Like there, there have been plenty of band announcements that were no changes, and that was the end of the band announcement. Mm-hmm. And like you said, this was an emergency band win- or quote emergency band window. So really, I don't think as though like as there's certainly people that wanted to see changes. But I don't know how many people actually expected to see changes in this one. Yeah, like, I guess I don't 
there's nothing that really raises to the level of quote unquote emergency. Emergency, right. Right. I mean, there is the like, if in a format like modern, you have a deck that is 22% of the metagame, that's pro- that's pretty outsized, and yeah. I feel like that has been used to justify bans in the past. I don't know if they were like quote unquote emergency bans, right? But like I could see that argument of like, hey, this makes uh, this is really not good. But I think the problem is right that like there's a lot of if if um. Scam is a 100, right, on the scale, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, like, 99s to, like, 95s, yeah, right? And scam is just the current best, the current 100. Right. But, like, if you get rid of scam, something else is going to go to 100 and, like, the same thing is going to happen, mm-hmm. right? There's, There's not, like... There's a lot of decks that are close. One thing's going to come up and be that deck that is 20% of the metagame again. Yeah. And so I see the... Uh, I watched a Doomwake video where you point out that we're in the middle of like a modern RCQ season. And apparently some people... He was like, we'll just go buy a deck for the RCQ season and play it. So like if you just went and bought a deck to play yeah. for your RCQ season and then it gets banned halfway through... Like, maybe you're just yeah. done with magic. Well. <laughs> you say that, but no one's ever really done with magic. But, like, I could see that where, like, if you went and spent, like, 1500 bucks on, like, Scam, and then they yeah. were like, I don't know, we banned Grief. Like, you're like, I don't have a deck anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, that that sucks. <laughs> like, we, yeah. we banned all the Undying Effects. We're going to stop printing them. We banned them all. <laughs> Now you have to splash white for. Yeah, ephemerate. I don't think that's gonna happen because they keep printing better ones. Yes, they just are like, can we make this better? Yeah. So, yeah, like I, I'm not surprised, but I just thought it was funny that they use the like hype around the like band announcement to like be like, hey, let's shunt you over to us solving a problem that we created that was totally predictable. <laughs> okay, hang on. Okay. Before before we dive into feelings, we should talk about the facts. Okay. I so mean, that, I, I feel as though I just stated a fact. Uh, <laughs> that was that was a that was basically this entire giant article was uh, like. I don't disagree with you, but we should talk about what the thing is before okay. we start start giving opinions. So imagine, if you will, a draft booster and a set booster got drunk and made a baby. Yeah. We would call that a play booster. And that's what was announced. And that's what was announced. Yep. So basically, um, uh, when they made the like three versions of booster packs, mm-hmm. uh, draft, set, and collector, um, they... Increased complexity for customers, mm-hmm. both in terms of like which product is the one for me, right? Right, and as we've often talked about, oh, that's a neat treatment of that card. 
which of the like three different options will it appear in? Yeah, at least three. At least three. It's like, oh, well, actually, that is a uh, dual deck exclusive card. Dang it! Like, I didn't even know we did those anymore. <laughs> so you had this situation where they had these three choices that like confused people in the marketplace. And seemingly, uh, there ended up being a winner in the marketplace, and that was the set booster. Yep. So if given a choice, uh, the pack-cracking community picked set boosters over draft boosters. Well, I mean, it makes sense. And when we covered Booster Fun initially, I think that was the conclusion Mm -hmm. that we came to also, was that if you're going to just crack a pack... There's no point in cracking a draft pack. You crack a set booster. Yes. That's where the most bang for your buck's going to be. Um, I mean, whatever Wizards decides to spout out and about as far as like exciting opening a pack, like, sure, set boosters were, I guess, more exciting to open than draft boosters were. Um, it, as far as like what you can do to the con, not. Being excited about opening the pack, not with the contents. Does that make sense? Yes. Like They have done everything they could to make the experience of opening the pack as good as possible without physically putting the exact card that you need for your collection in the Yeah, or like not changing the EV in such a way right. that like you come out, you are assured to come out neutral... Uh, neutral break even or plus right like yeah you i think ha- that's something we're going to touch on yeah after you we break this down a little right bit. you have but, a yeah. you have a greater opportunity to, to open interesting cards let's say in a set booster yeah. than a draft booster but draft- well, and like the cards that you're opening makes sense too they had that whole um i forget what they called it but where like the cards were clumped together so like if you opened uh like when they did it in Kaldheim, if you mm-hmm. opened like the giant pack like your your commons or uncommons or whatever were related to giants and that was mm-hmm. kind of cool yeah it, especially for somebody that's not like has a super big collection or is super enfranchised just for like somebody randomly opening a pack you know stopping in their lgs or somebody mm-hmm. that plays casually like that's kind of cool open a pack and be like oh yeah look at this there's like this guy is on this card and this card and this card that's kind of cool yeah i mean they, they did something a while back like kind of kind of pre-booster fun where they had like the Theros packs, I think, or the Theros Beyond Death packs that were like a little seated. Where it was like, mm, oh, I like, remember those. yeah, maybe I'm wrong. But like, anyway, yeah, like, so there was, there was some good with it. Um, mm-hmm. But so one of the big issues is that set boosters had 12 cards. So there was yeah. no way to put them into a regular draft environment let it be like hey we're out of uh, uh draft boosters for right. this friday night magic we'll draft set boosters well right. so the other problem isn't just that there's not enough cards but the thing that i just said was kind of cool about opening a pack where you had like related cards next to each other like that doesn't work you can't have that in draft yeah, you can't like, things you can't have, have to be randomized you can't like specifically collate cards. Yeah, yeah. So there were like a number of issues that made it so you could not draft them. Yeah. Um, 
I had, I had to go find the, uh, oh, I lost it. Uh, I had to go find the, so speaking of not being able to draft them, um, mm-hmm. let's see here. There we go. So um, Mark Rosewater wrote the article that we are uh, referring to. That is true. And he, facts. Uh, facts. And he said, and I quote, <clears throat> Mark Rosewater, the man who's been designing magic cards since uh, we were in college or before. Since I was in high school, I yeah. think. I personally, on multiple occasions, have opened a booster to play limited only to realize I was accidentally opening a set booster. Yeah, that's a problem. So, <laughs> yes. So, if the guy who designs the cards doesn't know what booster he's opening, yeah, that is probably not good for um, the, um, uh, the general population. So... Right. We could kind of go through some of the problems that they kind of listed. I'm gonna have to like read the things, but we could like hit the bullet points maybe. Of and we've kind of touched on some of them, right? Mm-hmm. So the first problem with having two types of boosters is that set boosters were outselling draft boosters. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about why that's a problem a little bit? Sure. Um, basically, like one of the things that I think Maro had a tweet saying that the reason they're going to play boosters is because draft boosters were going to die. Yes, their market forces were going to cause them to go away. Yeah, and basically that means that they weren't selling and Hasbro said cut the losses, get rid of them, and this was what Wizards decided to do to make sure Limited stayed playable. Yeah, and I mean, also, like, if you are, you know, if you're if you're Chad, bro, 80% of a pack's of set boosters why are we yeah. why are we making these draft boosters? The set boosters are more expensive. Get me more beans. Why are we making yeah. these less beans packs, right? <laughs> Where you've got like it increases the amount the complexity of you producing them. Yeah. If no one wants to have two options, then well, like why are you making to, two options? To go back to the complexity thing real quick, um, another one of the I don't remember if it was in this article or in a tweet, but another one of the things they said. Um, kind of going back to your thing with uh, Rosewater and opening the wrong pack, is that they were having a lot of complaints from stores and distributors who ordered product and either ordered the wrong product or got sent the wrong product. That would because... be that'd be problem number two. It causes inventory problems. Yeah. So. Well, and, and really, that's only part of the inventory problem. Yeah. Um, so there's two inventory problems, right? Which one is we get the wrong thing. Yeah. And then, like, as a, like, store, you kind of have to roll the dice and be like, how many set boosters do I order? How many draft boosters do I order? And am I going to get stuck with one of them on the shelves? Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, I didn't order enough set boosters, and now I'm out, but no one wants yeah. to buy my draft boosters. Or I didn't order enough draft boosters, and now I can't fire drafts. Right. Right, so you have this weird thing where, like, Yes, they can send you the wrong thing because now there's two things for them to send you. Mm-hmm. Or you could order, you know, SKU 001 instead of 002. Or 0001. Yeah. <laughs> right? And you're like, ah, oh, I ordered the wrong thing. This sucks. Yeah. Um, And then you're just like, oh, I guessed wrong. Right. I ordered the wrong thing. And, you know, they point out, and I, I know we have seen this as like, um right you order your you order your th- uh 
whatever. What are we? What are we now? Wilds of Eldraine, mm-hmm. and as an LGS, you you know hope to make a profit on it, right? And then you take that money and you use it to buy Caverns of Ixalan, mm-hmm. Ravnica right? remastered, or no? I guess Caverns is next, yeah. then Ravnica. Yeah, yeah, uh, and um, if you're getting stuck with a bunch of product at the wild step mm-hmm. now you don't have the money to order the next thing yep less capital to roll into fresh inventory yeah so you're just like you're constantly and then like and then you you know god forbid you order the wrong thing or caverns of mm-hmm. Ixalan sucks and now you're stuck with another product that doesn't move you're like oh man i should have ordered more draft boosters because this is a really good draft format and that's all anyone wants to do or, oh yeah. man the draft is awful I want. I should have ordered more set boosters so people want to crack those. Mm-hmm. Right? Or the set was just Crimson Vow and nobody wanted it. Yeah, any number of things, right? Yep. So it just like having two options just kind of increases the risk for stores, mm-hmm. right? The next thing is uh, it began the abandonment of draft boosters. Like this should like. I assume they have smart people. That like got MBAs and stuff that are like working on the business side. No, and dude, they're all interns. Apparently, yeah, really. Bro, bring me another intern. <laughs> if he dies, he dies. It's like, dude, why are you Ivan Drago Just all keep of a sudden? Keep, keep him coming. Yeah. Uh, bro, I will work him. And if he dies, he <laughs> dies. So, like, this makes perfect sense. You provide two options in the market, mm-hmm. and you specifically say, hey, one of these options is better than the other. Like, one has a narrow use case of draft, and one has the, like, one is the one you open to get cards. Well, not only did they tell you which one was better and how to use them, but they also, at the same time, flat out told you not to buy the other one. Do not buy products you don't want. If this product isn't for you, don't buy it. Yeah, so like if you're not drafting and it says draft right on the pack, yeah. you buy the other thing. Like that was in one of Blake's streams, I think, where yes. he said, "Do not buy it if if you don't it was, want it." It was don't when, buy it. it was it was so. I think one it may have been uh, Magic Anniversary or something. Oh, maybe. Yeah, where they were like, "Hey, like you know, this product," like, but. That was that might have been more pointed, but they also had the like you know this product might not be for you phase of like wizards, yeah. um, so, right, so they were running into the fact that they weren't able to move draft boosters, and again from like the Chad Bean counterpoint of view, okay, get rid of the thing that doesn't sell, right. streamline my production line. Well, so that was the other part, and I think this was in the article about streamlining production, is they said that there were certain markets where they couldn't produce um, both packs in both languages. Mm -hmm. So they would have to pick one. And obviously you're going to pick the one that sells better and makes you more money. So that's the one that you print, which meant like there were entire portions of the globe did not get draft boosters. And, and there's also there's also the flip side of that. Apparently in Brazil, uh, this is like again from a PK video. In mm. Brazil, they never got set boosters. They only ever got draft boosters. They had no way to get set boosters. 
Um, so yeah, like they just weren't able to like do both. So yeah. some some places some places got magic like it was 1997, mm-hmm. and some places like the U.S. got magic like it was 2003 uh, 2023. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then some pe- uh, and then some places got magic like it was 2024. Where they only or got set boosters. 1994 and limited wasn't a thing. Fair, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only cracking packs, baby. And there were four lands per pack. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then, like, we already talked about the confusion it caused. Like, we've, like, we do a podcast and try to follow the news, and like, there are multiple times where like I don't know what's in what pack. Right. And then like. Jim Davis was like, could you imagine grandma going into a store and going like, I want a pack of the new magic set for my grandson. And then going uh, draft booster, set booster, or collector booster. And her just going like blank face, like thousand Gift yards bundle, there. Ho- holiday bundle, 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 bundle. <laughs> I'll buy a Pokemon pack. Yeah. <laughs> and they just exactly. hand her the only option for a Pokemon pack. And she right. leaves with her Pokemon pack. Um, yeah, so like, you know, even like going to like you know Target, like what's funny is is I don't know if they sell individual draft boosters. They sell draft. Um, they sell draft packs. Yeah, the clumps of three. Yeah, like who is like? Do you have eight friends that you could be like go to Target and buy a draft pack? Right. And then come to my house and we will draft this set. No. No. <laughs> if if some of you have eight friends and those eight friends also happen to play Magic, congratulations. Like, but like we're we're in our forties. We have like three <laughs> friends total. Right. Right? Like you don't have and eight one of friends. them lives with me. <laughs> exactly. Married to one of them, contractually obligated. Uh, yeah. <laughs> doesn't play magic, so not not possible. She would Correct. go buy a draft pack, but then be like, ew, <laughs> yours. Um But yeah, so not great. And then it and then problem five, which is kind of related to problem three. It makes some magic boosters less desirable. That was the entire point of designing the product set boosters was to right. make draft boosters less desirable unless you were well, drafting. Well, no. The The point was to make a booster pack that was more fun to open than a draft booster, which has the side effect of making it more desirable than a draft booster which is the same thing as the draft booster being less desirable set yeah. booster. Yeah, they, I mean, I, they like this is one of their designing principles. I don't know how somebody didn't like notice. Like there have been multiple articles about limited written and set design that specifically state that in order for some cards to be good, other cards have to be bad. Yeah, you can't and- have a set full of every single rare in the set is a banger. Because then it's not exciting because everything is good. Yeah, and like, so if you've, so you, for set boosters to be good, draft boosters have to be bad. Exactly. And then collector boosters are just too expensive for anyone to like seriously buy. Right. Um, uh, Collector boosters are the, I was drunk and bought stuff on Amazon purchase. 
like what 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 have i done or the or my wife wants to buy me a magic pack and she buys me a collector booster and then when i open the giant box it comes in and there's one pack she's like there was only one pack in there yeah it's like yes yes there's only one pack and then she feels like she got taken right bro we got her beans (laughs) <laughs> bro yeah. we took her beans she was taken <laughs> um, no more no more beans for you right and then again a thing that i feel like was a um a like thing that they designed into the whole like ecosystem of booster fun is mm-hmm. every booster bioware wasn't getting all the cool stuff yeah i mean we should take a minute and just okay. reiterate the fact that all of these problems are self-inflicted. Yes. Like there was nothing wrong with the packs that we used to have. Even if they did like like they did with uh, Throne of Eldraine, where you had collector boosters and draft boosters, like that is still leaps and bounds better than like what they ended up with that they then had to fix. Like they're fixing a problem that didn't need to be fixed because it wasn't a problem. Oh, yeah. I mean, like the concept of like the concept of having a single booster yeah initiated in 1993 right and was perfect was chugging along perfectly fine until uh 2021 yeah or tw- i guess oh no Korea wasn't set boosters somewhere in there like 2020 yeah. like but BF- I guess- or uh Zendikar Rising, maybe. Yeah, I think Zendikar Rising was the first. Or like you could even say like Throne, where they like started the collector booster. Right, we were <laughs> cool with a booster. Right. Right, and then they were like, let's do two, and they're like, well, two is working well. Let's do three. Yeah. Um, but no, it just feels like they were, they it was kind of, it was like a cash grab, mm-hmm. and they were realizing. Th- and then they look back. Like and everything's was, a cash grab lately. And they're like, every wow. single decision they make is a cash grab. Like, wow, we uh, we grab so much cash that we may uh, kill a like valuable portion of our player base in game. Uh, I, I mean, kind of like they did with Commander. Like, they pushed Commander to the point where every other format has fallen off a cliff. This is they, very they true. Have, they have a whole council on how to like make standard happen again because they killed it so bad. Yes, very true. So, they're not they're not um um new to the accidentally killing something. Uh yeah. So So and then yeah, so not every boost booster row is getting the cool stuff. Like yeah. that's on you. Like you get to pick what's in the packs. Right. Right. You could have been like you know Every draft, bo- every draft booster gets a foil, mm-hmm. or gets, you know, you know what I mean. You could have done something to like, as you were trying to dunk on the draft boosters, to maybe make them a little bit more desirable. But like, you had the ability to put whatever cards you want in any pack, right? Mm-hmm. You could have put the one of one ring in the Lord of the Rings draft packs, mm-hmm. right? You were like, no, I want to put them in the. $25 packs. Obviously. Obviously. So, like, it is... 
So all of these are just like, we were trying to figure out the best possible way to extract you, uh, your money from you. Yeah. Uh, I had, a. I, I have a, I have a colleague who is from Italy mm-hmm. and then, um, uh, lived in Canada and I took her to a conference a while back and we were in uh, a McDonald's drive through for breakfast. And I was like, well, what do you, what do you want? She's like, I've never had McDonald's before. She'd never been in a drive through before. No, I like ordered the food and I went around. And they she, have, they have Timmy Hortons in Canada. I, I assume so. <laughs> and, and she was like, like marveling at the setup. And I was like, yeah, so pretty much the American system is set up to uh, to uh, separate you from your money in the most efficient method possible. So yes. I talk to this per- I talk into this speaker. I go around and someone takes my money from me, and then they hand me my food. The most yep. efficient way to get my money, the money from me, to McDonald's. Yep. And I think that set boosters were like, "What is the most efficient way that we can get money from you to Chad?" Mm-hmm. bro and they were like set boosters and then all yep. the collateral damage which like was foreseeable right they were just blinded by dollars yep so, record profits record profits carrying the rest of the company so we can't so they couldn't just be like yolo we're gonna get rid of draft boosters and now you draft with set boosters yep because of well, one, um, they were only twelve cards for reasons. They were yeah. they're a dollar more a pack for three less cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you talked about, there's no color balance, right? Right. And then they basically didn't have very many commons and uncommons in them, so they said that well, like yeah, because they're not as exciting to open as rares are. So they they soup up the packs with all these like super duper special treatment slots or whatever and they come at the cost of commons which are like the bread and butter of your draft form so a draft booster as we all know and uh, love is 10 commons three uncommons and a rare or mythic yep and then set boosters were three to six commons three to six uncommons and one to four rares or mythics so, and then they also, like, had, like, list slots and, like, you yeah. know, Whatever other else. random other things. So, you had a pack that, like, didn't have enough cards to draft, was collated to some degree, and had the wrong ratio of cards. Yep. And so, uh, they decided that what they were going to do to, like, unify back to one product was smash set boosters and draft boosters together. Yep. And So, in a set booster, uh, the breakdown's going to change a little bit from both draft booster, or, I'm sorry, in a play booster. Mm-hmm. The breakdown's going to change a little bit from what's in a draft booster and from what's in a set booster, and it's going to be somewhere in the middle. So, instead of 10 commons, there's going to be between one and seven. Yes. Um, there's go- going to be at least six commons. First six slots in the pack are going to be commons. And then the seventh card is either going to be a common or a list card. 
And I don't believe this was in the article. I did read this somewhere that they're changing the list as well. Yes, and the it's, list it's is going to be... Oh, it is in there? So the list has been mostly reprints of older cards. Play boosters are going to tinker with exactly what's on the list. For example, play booster primer, the list will uh, premiere... The list will include what we call special guests, 10 cards that are exciting reprints that will give new art and will be thematically tied to whatever set we're in. And then they'll change the special guests, whatever. In addition to special guests, there will be 40 cards that are reprints without new art. Of those, 30s will be commons or uncommons, and 10 will be rares or mythics. So they're basically cutting down the list from 300 cards to effectively... uh, Yeah, effectively 50. You're going to have the 10 special guests plus the 40 list cards. Yeah. Which is, like, good, because I definitely have, like, some list cards that I'm yeah. like, this is just bulky garbage. Like, why did you why did you put this in my pack? Exactly. I don't understand. So, like, it will um, hopefully make the list stuff a little bit more desirable. Yeah, and the, the list is going to be the same, like, distribution. So, like, three per box-ish. I think it's, it's going to be the, the same like percentage to get a list cutters at one. Yeah. So seven out of eight packs will be a common, Yeah. but in every eighth pack you will get uh, a card from the list. So if there's, if a box is 36 packs, you yeah. should get four and a half four. a pack yeah. or a box. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, so after the, after that seventh slot, that is either a common or, a list card um slot eight nine and ten are all uncommon so we're sticking with three uncommons which is good for draft that's the number that we've always had uh the 11th card is going to be a rare or mythic mm-hmm. the 12th card is going to be a uh, basic land and this can be either a normal land or special edition booster fun fancy frame whatever land is going to be um the 13th card is going to be a non-foil wild um in this not like arena wild card this is something from the set but non-foil so it could be a common and uncommon or from the set in non-foil you you cut out there a second it could be a common uncommon or a rare or a mythic yeah any rarity oh yeah or a mythic, yep. Yeah. And then the uh, 14th slot is going to be a foil wild card. So exactly the same as the wild card slot, but this card is always going to be in foil. Yes. Um, again, anything from the set, but always in foil. And then the last card in the slot is non-play. Either be a token card, an art card, or a signed art card. So yeah. they're they're sticking with the art card thing from the set booster because evidently people want those, um, or it could be a token. Yep, there you go. So desirable. Yep. Um, this. So we'll talk about all of this, but I have a question that's not in the show notes. Okay. Thought of about this non-playable card. Um, what happens when we do double face cards that need? Then they, we they need what? We, checklists oh so they have in here that it could be it could be a token a play aid which would be a checklist card 
I do believe. Oh, okay. Uh, an ad card or an art card. If it's a token or play aid, it will also have an uh, often have an ad on the back, assuming the play aid isn't double faced. Okay. Uh, so, I think that it is just it would just kind of be like in that slot, even if it, though it okay. would have a magic back. Yeah. So, all right. Um, so you may. So, have, oh, go ahead. I was just. I think I was just going to say the same thing that you did. If you notice, we went up to. We talked about fifteen slots in a pack, but only fourteen of them are magic cards. Yes, because uh, that's all you get now. You get fourteen cards. Yep. Um, and then I think that like the vast majority of players will just throw away. Yeah. Um. I guess again. I guess there is some market for the art cards, but like. The art cards like have no secondary market value or very little. Yeah. Um, so um, I don't know who's hyped for these. It seems like one of those things that like you open a pack and don't want your art card, and then mm-hmm. I want art cards, and you just go take these. I don't right. wish to have them in my home, <laughs> and so there there's no secondary market because the people who have them do not value the people that open them don't value them, and there's only a small fraction of the people that do value them. Yeah. So the way this breaks down, are we drafting every basic now? So technically, you were supposed to draft the basics before, and yeah. I know that. Um, yeah, but I think like a lot of people, if if it was just a regular basic in the pack, a lot of people didn't draft them, right? Yeah, I think that like we even went through that phase. Remember when we were like all hyped that they reprinted the full art lands in like BFC, yeah. and like yeah. we would take the land out because we're like, oh, this is going to be so valuable. I'll be so tempted to take the land over, like, an actual card. Right. And now, like, they're 10 cents or 20 cents or something. Uh, I mean, I have a lot of them. I have a lot of dimes. But Mm -hmm. um, I guess we're drafting every basic. And, like, on some level, that doesn't matter. Right? Like, if everyone's drafting a basic, no one is. Right. Right. It's not going in your deck. So, basically, instead of 14, like, actual magic cards you're going to have 13 13. I wonder so like in one of like when you draft when you draft on arena well no there's no basic yeah but they had like the the window was set up for 16 right it was four rows of four okay so like you you always started with a blank spot I think Mm-hmm. So like this doesn't even like make the like arena interface better, right? Right. Like imagine if it was like twelve cards, you could do like three rows of four or four rows of three, and like make the cards a little bigger or something. Yeah. For the draft, like this doesn't even like do that. Well, um, so talking about the numbers, evidently uh, Wizards did a whole bunch of research and about limited when they were talking about redesigning. Okay. And one of their conclusions was that a problem with limited was that players were disappointed that they didn't play every card they drafted. I mean, uh, uh, people can be are allowed to be bad at limited. Well, I mean, you don't. Well, you mean people can play every card that they drafted if they want to. Or like, 
Like you're never going to play a 45 card deck with no basics. You're not going to play a 45 card deck. You're also not going to um like I'm blue green and I got a last pick black card like are you sad well, about that? Evidently, yes. That's why they chose to change the number of cards in a pack down to 14. Like, I feel as if you're sad about, like, not playing your, like, off-color, like, grizzly bear. Mm-hmm. Um, you are bad at limited. Like, you're, you're yeah. allowed to, like... Like, so basically we're going from having 42 cards in our pool, like, discounting mm-hmm. the land... Right. To this is thir- I guess it's only 30, thirty-nine. Thirty-nine, yeah. Which I guess isn't like a travesty. But like that doesn't really move the needle on like I'm not playing all the cards I drafted. And like it, hap- I mean, like according to Wizards it does. Because <sighs> this was a problem that they needed to fix. That's why they changed it to fourteen cards. Um again, fixing problems that don't need fixing. Yeah, and like we did fifteen packs because that's what Richard Garfield did in Alpha. Fifteen card packs. That's what Richard Garfield did in Alpha, and it's like that seemed to work. And so, um, you know, uh, was it players? Okay, the reason one of the reasons we went down in commons and set boosters was addressing a common complaint from players that there were too many cards that didn't get used. Like, so now you're going to have 17 cards that you didn't, like, put in your deck because they were the wrong <laughs> color or not good versus 20? Like, Did you see my, my note under this section? No. I feel like this is just marketing jargon. So they oh. can, like, when they roll out, uh, I guess it's uh, Murder at Markov Manor or whatever. Yeah. When they roll it out, they can put, you know, splashy graphics on the product. You know, n- new product, foil in every pack because you get one. Yeah, and uh, now with seven percent less waste because you're not yeah one card short, <laughs> or or you know, you know new draft experience, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, it does, it does feel very like jargony or like we have to come up with a reason why we're shorting people a card, right? Because in theory. The cost, like I must, the the art cards are a like cheaper cardstock, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but they're glossy though, which is a more expensive printing process. Like, like again, I guess there's a market for these things that doesn't yeah. make sense to me. Like, we got 15 cards, so we we were at a point where it was 15 cards plus the ad. Right. Or the token. And now we went from 16 pieces of paper mm-hmm. to 15 pieces of paper. And instead of cutting out the piece of paper that was cheap that no one wanted, they cut out a playable game piece, which just seems, like, awkward. Well, I don't know. Like, I don't mean to, like harp on this because it's ultimately you're missing a, a common or two commons or whatever yeah. like it's not a huge deal i don't really care that you know i'm not going to get that last summit prowler but 
like the the theme of this is wizards fixing things that weren't broken to start with that yeah. they broke and this just feels like another thing that didn't need fixing i don't i, I don't really care either way yeah, like that like making as them far as your draft card goes you're never going to miss that last card yeah you're still going to have a last pick that is sometimes going to be the card that you need and sometimes it's going to be worthless like it doesn't matter if it's card 14 or 15 i don't really think it's yeah. just i don't know well it's we're fixing a problem that didn't need fix fixing like oh man 15 cards there's 14 cards but then yeah. there's another problem that people have brought up which is imagine being the person that opens you know you're playing in pod it's the world championships mm-hmm. you open a pack and it has four rares yeah that's and you, uh, and you take that's your rare here. <laughs> you take your rare and you know the person beside you either took it uncommon or common that like rates better than a rare and then you're passing them a rare right you mm-hmm. get the choice of the best rare right right but now you're passing them a card that is presumably powerful and then they're passing the next person right. an extra rare Right, and you're like, oh man, I opened the four rare pack, and I just got completely and totally wrecked. Yeah. So, like, I think well, that, like, there's another part of that too, though. Okay. Because this is going to make reading packs infinitely more difficult. Oh yeah, because like, did they? Well, I guess because like you don't know. You know, let's you, say th- you don't know if they picked a Renin Six or a Summit Prowler for their seventh slot. True. You don't know. You don't know if they picked the rare or what their bonus wild card was. Yeah. Right. Like if they got it, like yeah, you it have, is gonna make like it harder. If they pick their foil, you have no idea if that was a rare or not. I mean, the the foil that, that's kind of the same, right? Like if you got a foil rare. Well, right, but like there wasn't a foil in every pack. True, true. There, w- there was you know a handful per box. Yeah. So like, there's gonna be that. I I saw some people, and I kind of agree that like on some level, like this probably flattens out limited a little bit, right? It probably removes some skill. Yes. Right, because you know the like. They said that like R and D doesn't think that the extra rares are going to impact stuff. I've seen the rares that R and D has designed. Right. There are. Well, I've seen the limited environments that R and D threw extra rares into. <laughs> yeah. There's that, but like the number of rares that like your opponent plays, and like if you don't have a removal spell, well, one if they resolve, they may get value. Yeah. Right. And if they stay on the board for two turns, they get so much advantage. It doesn't like it doesn't matter if you remove it anymore. You're just dead, mm-hmm. right? Like again, the the three drop fairy that whenever you attack, you get to like loot and then put a plus one plus one counter on something. Yeah, right. Like if your opponent goes two drop into that, and they attack twice, you pretty much lost the game. Right. Like oh man, my removal spell. Um. Uh, dealt four damage and they made their thing a three five. I can never kill it now. I guess yep. I guess I'm dead. Right. Basically. So the, there's so many there's so many rares that snowball. Mm-hmm. That the more of those snowbally rares that are in the in the pool, 
the greater chance of like your opponent playing their like having a bomb and like some people say it won't matter but i do think that like there are going to be more times that like you know lsv has a strong deck and then his opponent just plays like a bomb on turn four and he can't answer it and then loses a game that uh, like if that was just a common would not have been an l well i have another thing kind of related to this whole rare Mm -hmm. draft scenario um well two things actually the first goes back to what you had initially said about being at worlds and drafting um this is going to make especially for like newer players that are trying to build a collection which at the lgs level is what draft is for um this is going to just lead to field bans because the new player is going to open their pack and be like oh this sweet shiny card that this is the card i want for my collection i'm not in these colors this is going to train wreck my draft but i'm taking it or this really good uncommon that's going to you know make my deck good and make me win is not the $15 card that's in this pack or one of the two $8 cards that are in there mm-hmm. it, like it, there's just more chance for feel bad you have or or like more chances of a rare like remember remember there were definitely times where like we opened like we'd be doing a draft and someone opened like some like ridiculous pack and it'd be like yeah i'm gonna drop i'm not gonna right. pass this pack yep right and it's like okay you just like ruined a draft or like go buy another pack kind of deal right because right? like if you're trying to build your collection and you open a pack that has three rares do you want to pass the two rares no right and then, then you feel like there's the rare the issue with rare drafting like even now right even with like like the yeah. one right where you're like oh i'm gonna take i'm gonna take the uh ten dollar card and mm-hmm. that i can't play right but it's worse when it's like oh they're three ten dollar cards yeah oh man and i think that something that we may have to consider is are there still going to be ten dollar cards Cause think well, about so what... <laughs> that was that's the next part. Remember, I said there was two parts. Mm-hmm. That's the next part. Is part of this article? They said that they had to change the way that they design sets to incorporate play boosters. Um, that's why it's not starting right away. It's going to be in Murder at Markov Manor. Yeah. Um, if they don't change the number of rares per set. This makes every rare less rare when you can open four rares in every single booster pack. Rares. So you're guaranteed three uncommons, right? If like, I'm sure we could go through and do the math, right? And I don't feel like it. But um, so um, you can probably get somewhere in the neighborhood of your rares approaching some of like started to become like roughly uncommon rarity. Well, like they used to do U1, U2, U3. Yes. We are somewhere in that neighborhood. Yes. Where, you know, your R, R was R3 or U3 was the least uncommon. Yes. whatever but the gap between the two is yeah we're shrinking the gap between 
rare and uncommon. Right. Which, again, from a I'm buying singles point of view Mm -hmm. is good. Right. From an I'm buying packs point of view is bad. Right. And, I mean, to to be determined on from a limited point of view, but... Yeah, like, like, would it surprise me if in two years they were, like, going back to the original booster because so many people were, like, like, draft sucks now, this is really no good, blah, 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 blah. Like, it would not surprise me at all, because, like, they're, in a way, they're train-wrecking draft. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? And, like, uh, also, like, though a, you know, uh, to get a rare in the, in the, uh, a rare normal, a rare or mythic normal reprint from the list in the in slot seven, mm-hmm. um, only happens one point five six percent of the time. So, the odds of you getting a, you know, twelve rare sealed pool, right? Astronomical. Astronomical, but it's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah. Right. Like, again, not that there are GPS anymore. But, like, right. you do an arena open and you just, like, have, like, 15 rares plopped in front of you. And you're just like, oh. Yeah. I guess Can't I'm, like, beat that. I guess I'm four-color good stuff. And, like, yeah. all my good stuff is busted. Yeah. Like, my cards are fixing and rares. And there <laughs> we go. We have a yep. deck, ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah, it's, it is weird that, like, on one hand, they're doing this to save draft. Yeah. By fundamentally changing draft. Like, it's no longer the draft that we did um, five years ago. Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe the... Um, maybe the Strixhaven Mystical Archives and then the, like, Brothers War stuff was kind of, like, slowly easing us into... Oh, yeah. Like we're the, the we're the frogs, and that's our pot of boiling water. Yeah, just slowly, we don't even yeah. notice it, because like yeah. you know the LR guys are like, oh, like I love the bonus sheets; they're so great because you know if you do fifty drafts, like the fact that you like might see a card you have, you might get to play it with a card you've not seen played, or something yeah. is really interesting, but it really kind of throws like traditional draft on its head. Yeah. And maybe, um, maybe they have data that, like, you know, the bonus sheet sets more, people do more drafts of them, right, on maybe. Arena. You you mentioned something about Sealed a minute ago, and mm-hmm. I, I specifically had a question about Sealed that I wanted your input on. Um, sealed is, I think, generally regarded as, like, an inferior limited format mm-hmm. to most people. Um, it's more random. The decks aren't as powerful the decks aren't as cohesive come together as well. it's more up to chance because yes. it's way more dependent on your sealed pool than you being a we, um we have both driven six hours to play in a sealed gp and opened garbage and been like yes. i wasted a hundred dollars and 12 hours of driving yep. to be in this event to open like to have my best in a hotel yeah to have my best rare, rare be Kambal, uh, authority of the console. 
and yeah. just be like, well, this sucks. Yeah. Um, so what does basically like these packs you mentioned having the mythical, like, what was it 24 rare sealed pool yeah, or whatever? Yeah, the, yeah. Like what does having a pack like this as your sealed pool do for sealed? Like, I mean, it's got to like exacerbate the problems with sealed. I, I agree. It's like, going to make it incredibly the, your, your Delta between like what's possible and worst case is huge. And nobody has any idea where it's fallen. Yeah, like you... It's not something you can control. You, yeah, you have no control over it. And now, I guess, like, there are f- way fewer, like, high-level sealed events. I wasn't even talking about high-level. I meant, like, pre-release. Like, you show up to pre-release with a bunch of... Like, pre-release is supposed to be for new players get their hands on the set. It's a good time to get into Magic, because everybody's learning blah 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 oh. it, that's what it's geared towards it's not meant for like the grinders right and, the, and the, even and though a lot of grinders at our store, yeah what was that like, again i said even even though at our store a lot of grinders did show like yeah. pre-release isn't meant for the grinders yeah um and then you just spend like the weekend getting dumpstered by like sealed pools that are just like unbelievable yeah, or like you play two back to back and you open an incredible sealed pool and are undefeated and then the next one you open like doesn't even contain a playable deck compared to like what the average sealed deck is. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it does it does increase the variance, which right like on one hand is a feature of magic, right? Like the best players in the world still lose 30 to 40% of their matches. Right. Right. You know, it's not like, you know, playing one-on-one against LeBron James where you lose a hundred percent of the games every time there's like, there's a skill element, but there's also the variance of bad draws and, you know, my, my pod, like just being in the wrong seat in the pod or, you know, not opening the best possible sealed pool. But, like, I don't know, like, kind of like my understanding of, like, Pokemon is there's, like, a lot of coin flipping and, like, random chance kind of things. And, like, we complained about, like, not wanting that in the form of dice rolling. Right. And stuff. And now we've put the dice in, like, what three packs you get handed when you Mm -hmm. do your draft or, like, what six packs get opened when you, like, do your sealed so you're yeah. like the the dice rolling is less in your face, which might be better for wizards, mm-hmm. right? Because people are bad at statistics and math in general as right. like you know, a yes. group. So we're just like, oh, like I guess I got a little unlucky, and you don't like put it together as like, oh, well, actually, I got unlucky because of right these changes to how we do the product. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, I think it really changes limited because you are, they are still going to design cards that are going to have a place in modern that, mm-hmm. uh, are going to entice commander players to buy these products. Right. Right. So like, you know, 
we've had for the last, I don't know, the last four years, an issue where like seven mana is the new five mana in standard. Yeah, for sure. Right? So like they're still going to keep printing Atroxas and like things at seven mana that like from 2017 uh, sensibilities are uncastable in a 60 card format only for commander cards that right. are like turn five plays that like warp your entire standard format around them. <laughs> Heck, we have two of them in standard right now. Yeah. And so um, you're just going to have more situations where like someone has an Atraxa and an Atali in their sealed pool. Mm-hmm. And like then they're just like, I guess I'm green and I guess I play every red spell and I guess I hope that I draw one of these and win the game when I resolve it. Yeah, I didn't like when I was talking about sealed, I didn't even mean like the delta between the the best deck possible with twenty rares in it versus like worst deck possible. I just meant like variance from what the average sealed pool is gonna be. Like if if the average sealed pool today is a five. Mm-hmm. The average sealed pull in comparison for a murder at Markov Manor might be a six or a six and a half. Yeah. Right? And now if the whole average moves up, I think that's fine, right? Like, it's kind of like fire design on some level where, like, we made the cards more interesting and more powerful at lower rarity. So, like, all the draft and all the sealed decks got better than they were before. Mm-hmm. Right. But like, I think that you just have like, I think that's fine. Right. If like you just move the average up for everyone. Right. If everyone plays a six. But I think there's going to be more times where someone gets a 10. Yeah. And like you're like, I have a pretty good deck. And then like you just get steamrolled. And it doesn't. doesn't, That that pool that had Glorybringer and the, the fight trial and. Glorybringer and uh, Ronus. Yeah, and Ronus. And, yeah. he, and he twice went like Ronus into Glorybringer. And then I mentioned it to him on day two and he went, oh, that only happened like once. I said, my buddy said it happened on back-to-back games. <laughs> and he was like, no, 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 no. I was like, he had no incentive to lie. But okay, I will, <laughs> I will like drop this. Um, yeah. But like, if... If you ended up with, you know, like, we've all, like, had the really good pool that is, like, nine rares. And mm-hmm. maybe you could only play five of them, but you had the choice of nine rares. Right. Right? You got to pick half of the rares you opened. Right. And instead of half being three, half got right. to be five. Right? right. And I think there's going to be more more times in sealed where there's not going to be more of those nine, 10 rare yeah. pools. And the person that gets the sixth rare, the sixth rare pool is going to run into way more people that have 10 rare pools. Yeah. Which is just be like, Oh, like that wasn't, that wasn't cool. And like, you're also like on arena, you're not going to know. Correct. Right, like you're not gonna, they're not gonna like lay out their deck afterwards and still be like, I still had all D's, <laughs> right? Or like, oh yeah, my or like, hey, my pool was really good. Like I had like four more rares in my board that I couldn't play. 
Yeah. Right? And then sometimes you see that and you just kind of like shrug and you're like, okay, like... Thumbs the brakes. Yeah, that, that happens. But if that happens consistently, I think that's going to make people yeah. more likely to be bummed. So it so is... I get- oh, it's just really concerning that like their solution was to change a thing that has... So they first changed a thing that worked for like 25, 30 years in the booster, yeah. right? Yep. And now they're like... Yeah, we've had draft like this since Mirage. <laughs> um, Basically, yeah. Let's, uh, so that we can keep selling more expensive packs, let's mess with this thing that, like, has been good for us for 20 years. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know. It's worrisome that that is, like, the solution is just, like, they're... There are no sacred cows. Oh, no, definitely not. Which, you know, some people be like, well, that's good that they're trying things. And it's like, if you've been a game for 30 years. Did you play with companions? Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, like, if you've Is been it a, good they're trying things? But if you've been a game for 30 years, right, like, you have, like, changed, like, that has stayed pretty consistent. Like the card design has changed, but like the fundamentals of one type of pack mm-hmm. and here's this thing called draft and we do it this way and this is how it works. Right. Like to then like start changing that stuff again, seemingly yeah. for a cash grab is like not the best. Yeah. I got a, uh, one more thing I wanted to mention before we call this a show. Okay. And it's also about an inferior limited form. Okay. What happens with Chaos Draft? I'm guessing... You you can't mix and match 14-card packs and 15-card packs. If your earlier argument holds that your last card doesn't matter... No, I didn't didn't mean as far as building your deck. I meant as far as having a functional draft. Like a, a chaos draft where you grab like three random packs. I know, I know, no, but but like them. no, but what I mean is the person who gets like screwed and doesn't get a last pick, right? If that person ends up with forty four cards as opposed to forty five or forty, you know what I mean? Does that really matter? It it doesn't. I I don't think it does. But as far as having a functional draft, I think it does matter. Because how many drafts have you been in where the packs got messed up and like they weren't oh, kept like, in order and like that was with all packs of the, from the same set that had the same number of cards in. Oh, now so that makes it harder to put back and count. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like that happens and nobody notices and then all of a like who who gets screwed or yeah like, do you even and I get like I get it chaos draft is you know fun with friends it's not competitive or whatever but like so the the fix is to only draft sets from pre twenty twenty four for your chaos draft or only sets post twenty twenty four for your chaos draft yeah I I think that you just kind of have to like if it gets messed up uh, yeah. or, or I don't know you just have someone who like is really big on enforcing zone drafting yeah and just like with a ruler and then just whack someone's <laughs> fingers if, if they move it or rolled up newspaper and they just whack someone yeah. if they like move it to the wrong zone um yeah. i don't know i think that it, what it comes down to is 
it doesn't they don't care no i don't think they do i, I just thought it was funny and i i didn't i don't know if anybody had thought of that yet yeah. so okay. i was throwing it out there <laughs> uh no the pk mentioned in his video too like which is this due to chaos oh, draft yeah <laughs> now we've done all this talking about this and we've glossed over a very important point what point's that a play booster is going to be the same price as a set booster. Oh, yeah. Which means nope. we've had a stealth price increase to mm. draft because, yep. you know, now instead of the packs being, what are they, like $4 now for a draft booster, they're yep. like 5 or 5.50. Yeah, I don't for a set booster. really I mean, it's been such a while since I've been in our LGS. I don't remember what they, what they were selling a set booster. I want to say they were like five or six bucks, right? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, uh, Morrow even admit, admits this. He has a, like, you know, a, a, you know, a, you know, hypothetical question from, like, the reader. Will playing mm-hmm. limited events cost more? Likely, yes. Play boosters match the cost of set boosters, not a draft booster, which will result in limited environments going up in cost slightly. Like, yeah. up in cost by, like, 20%. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, the expected value of the booster went up as well because there are opportunities to pull additional rares and mythics. Now, again, if you are putting more rares and mythics into the world, the cost of the average rare or mythic goes down in price. So Correct. Supply and demand. Yes. So I don't know if you can automatically say that we're increasing the EV of a pack right. by doing this because... Well... It- if you're if you're working off the assumption that every card that's not a rare or a mythic is worthless, mm-hmm. then I guess it kind of does. But like, how many rares are well, like no, how many? It, it does because people are bad at statistics. True, true. They're like, oh, I have a chance for four rares, but right. then they I'm don't... only going to pull one. But I have a chance at pulling four. Yeah, and then you also have the problem of like the. So the vast majority of packs are going to have uh, one rare. One rare. I thought you were telling me to stop. That's why I stopped no, no, talking. No. Yes. I was drinking and saying one. Yes. One rare. Yeah, the vast majority of packs are going to be effectively a draft booster. Mm-hmm. With one less card. That costs you an extra <laughs> buck or two. Yeah. And, um, and also, like, how many rares now are just bulk? Oh, yeah. Right. And like we, I mean, we don't know. Like I mentioned, with them changing the way that they design sets, how many rares are even in a set? Which means that there's like a higher. If there's more rares going to be in a set, there's going to be more rares in general. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, having them, you know, thrown at you more rares in a pack is going to mean even more bulk rares. Yeah, like if you pay five dollars for a pack and you hit the god for mythic pack or for rare pack or whatever. And you open four quarters, you're still right. down four dollars <laughs> on your five dollar pack. Yeah, right. You did not like come out better. So like the the idea that like oh they're gonna be worth more is like not great. And then again, yeah. to steal from a PK video, right? We're we're looking at this at, at like through a very American lens, mm-hmm. right? As we are American. Um, but Last I appa- checked. Yes. Uh, uh, I could be president. Um, 
Uh, apparently, no some some Brazilian players reached out to him. Yeah. And were like, this might kill draft in Brazil because there are so many people that like are just barely able to scrape by the money they need to do a draft each week. Yeah, well, then- that's like a whole nother thing. I don't know. I don't know how much like when we were drafting at our local game store, I don't know how much you paid attention to some of the behind the scenes stuff, but draft had always been $15. That's mm-hmm. how much a draft was. Um, if in the owner hadn't raised prices of boosters, I don't think ever. Like they were always $4 from the time I came back to Magic yeah. in like 2014 to when I stopped playing Magic, you know, during the pandemic yeah. or whatever. They were $4 that entire um, even through like multiple price increases from Wizards of the Coast. He kept yeah. the price at $4. He also kept the price of draft at $15, which means if you do the math there, uh, you know, three times four is twelve. Three dollars went into price support. Every time Wizards upped the price, he took that. Like there was still three dollars in he price ate, support. He ate the diff- he ate the increase. So he ate it. Yeah. Um. Technically, like at the end there, he was you know quote losing money on every mm-hmm. draft he ran because I mean he gave out more dollars ahead of price support. Yeah. Um, I mean, I also remember the people that would like draft and then immediately sell their cards yep. to try to like finance the next draft Yep. or like, I only have this much. I'll, I'll give you whatever I open mm-hmm. kind of deal. We're like, I've got, tw- yeah. I've got 10 bucks and I'll just give you the card. I'll give you all the, I'll give you a $5 card if I open it or like just give you all the rares I open kind of deal. Yeah. So a couple things. Number one, I'm interested because it's been a while since I drafted. And, um, and to our LGS, listeners, yeah. mm-hmm. oh, sorry, I cut out there. Yeah. Um, to our listeners, if you're drafting at your LGS, hop into Discord, send us an email, get a hold of me somewhere. Let me know how much your LGS is charging. I'm interested to know, like currently. Mm-hmm. And then, like, what's this going to be after the price goes up a dollar? Like, I mean, are we looking at like a baseline twenty-five dollar draft? I my first thought was baseline like twenty bucks. Yeah. Right. If the if the pack goes like to five dollars a pack and then five dollars in price support. Well, five dollars a pack, two dollars to some sort of rake, yeah. and then three dollars in price support. Uh, I mean, there's some there's some LGSs that only do uh, packs as price support. Yeah. Which I guess is money for price support, but like, right? Let less than, like, doing. Uh, oh gosh, what is it called? Store credit. Store credit. Right. Like you're actually having to, people are actually being separated from their. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if it's if it's twenty bucks, right? In like whatever, there's eight people, and let's see, you give it like eight packs in prize support for that like pod however mm-hmm. that breaks down uh like at that point like you're just selling an extra pack to everyone right um but yeah like i wouldn't be surprised if it ended up being 20 bucks and then uh what happens to sealed right sealed yeah. like pre-release already went up to like it was 25 then it was 30 is it gonna be 35 yep. or 40 dollars to do a pre-release 
Yeah, by the time you factor in price support, yeah. So, like, again, That's like, not really accessible for a new player, is it? <laughs> I mean, it comes back to I have a finite amount of time and money mm-hmm. to participate in leisure and hobby activities. Yep. I can go do two pre-releases or I can buy Starfield. Right. I can go do two pre-releases or I can like go to like dinner and a movie Mm -hmm. for the same cost. And like before like 20 bucks was, you know, not nothing, but not like the end of the world. Like, Right. You weren't approaching like half of half a video game that was still like a third of like a sixty dollar game. Yeah. And now it's like, you know, when it got to thirty dollars, it's like, okay, now you're kind of in that like ballpark, but I don't know, like two twenties is like mentally feels like a lot more. Sure it does. I mean that's I don't know if they raise the price of commander decks, but that's a commander precon. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, sweet, dear, sweet summer child. Yeah. They they're, they're like 80 to to $100. Holy moly, really? So, some of the some of the recent ones were MSRPing for like 100 I think the Doctor Who ones are 80 Well, those are like, I meant like a normal release. Those are like a premium product. Uh, I think they're... Like how here. much were the... Uh... Uh, look at Amazon... Amazon.com. I mean, it, it's hard now because, like, there is no MSRP anymore, so. MTG Commander deck. So, okay. The Doctor Who ones are, some of them are, like, 50. Um, They have a Starter Commander deck, which is, like, 23. But then, like, uh. No, they're... Set okay. of five is one forty, so they're like thirty five bucks or whatever. There's been some recently that are upwards of eighty. Yeah, some of the um, like some of the premium ones, like the Warhammer ones. I know were. Oh, here you so, go. Like some some of the premiums. Uh, like the, I was just talking like a normal. Race. Uh, March of the Machines, um, Commander deck, Cavalry Charge, um. List price was seventy five. Now it's sixty six on Amazon for like a yeah. March, March of the Machines. I mean, that's, that's not really what I meant though, because like there is no MSRP anymore, right? True. So like people, what's happening with I don't know if you know this or not, but what's happening with Commander deck is that they come in a brick. You get like one of each deck in a, brick, and then the store splits the brick and then sells the decks or whatever. So, if there's one that's really desirable, it, it works just like, you know, rare distribution in a pack does. If there's one deck that's desirable, that soaks up a higher portion of whatever the brick Gotcha. Because there's no MSRP anymore. When there was MSRP, the brick, you'd split it, and each deck was worth a fourth of whatever the brick was. Yeah. So, it, like, uh, right here on Amazon, I see the... Uh, the brick of commander decks is 136 so they're like 35 okay um for the set of four but like you know again like the the, you know i know they're a premium product but uh and this is probably the more desirable one but the eldrazi one from commander masters uh 89 dollars yeah 
Yeah, like, but yeah, like it's I could get an entire commander deck that I could play for right a period of time, or I could do three rounds of sealed. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, three rounds of sealed. You're approaching like a standard deck. Well, not th- no. I mean, like I could do like oh three, three rounds games. of sealed, not three sealed, not yeah. three seals, like three rounds. Like yeah. I could I could play in this pre-release. Yeah, for thirty five dollars, or I could buy a commander deck, and in theory, have it for as long a as I want. Of time. A period yeah. of time, yeah. So, no, like it'll be interesting, like how many people are going to get squeezed on drafts and mm-hmm. like squeezed out of drafts out of. Well, you want to talk about? Uh, one more squeezing before we wrap it up. Sure. What about the price of a booster box? Uh, thirty-six packs at like four fifty-five dollars a pack. Yeah, that was something that they didn't mention in the article. There is that. Uh, well, it, they said that the, the obviously for a draft product, there's going to be thirty-six packs in a box. They did say that, but what they didn't say is they have kind of. Like we said, they squished set and draft boosters together. They kept the price of the set boosters, but brought the pack number up from the draft boosters. So you end up with a booster box that's $40 more. Yeah, so like a booster box is going to be like 180 Yeah. Which is so much. How much was a booster box when, when you came back to the game? Uh, you get them for like 80 or 90. Uh-huh. <laughs> like then they kind of went up to like a hundred. Yeah. And then like Amazon came in and they went back down to like 80 or 90. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know how this, um, like it is very clearly like this is good. This is going to save them money in production costs. It's going to save them money in inventory management. It's going to yep. save them like all this money in terms of, um, like just their their logistics, logistics shipping, yeah. yeah. And then on top of that, they are the twenty thirty percent of product that they were selling at a discount. They've eliminated, mm-hmm. and they're right. selling at a higher price. And they're putting one less card in than the discounted product, mm-hmm. right? And again, like to be fair though, like that one card that they're shorting you, mm-hmm. they are increasing the production price of pack between the art card and the guaranteed foil and everything. So, yeah, but I'm just saying, like for, from somebody that has printed cards, like those two things matter. Okay, like they they add up. Um. But no, it's just that they are like you're they're just like stealth increasing the price and maybe giving you more, maybe like mm-hmm. not, but like they are just increasing the price. Like this is the third or fourth major like price increase. Yeah. Uh since like twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Right. They got on the something something supply chain <laughs> uh like yeah. tip. And uh, and then I think they did like one more. Uh, 
Oh, I, I do have have one one more okay. comment or whatever before we wrap it up here. Um, all of these things that we have talked about in this episode relate to play boosters in paper. Yes. I think the only place that benefits from this change is Arena because the price isn't changing. Yes, the price is going to stay the same. You're going to get more rares. You're still going to have the same, like, you know, the same limited concerns about, like, how, how does it lim- limited change, but, like... Yeah, you're like going those to- were concerns, though. We don't know that it's going to ruin. Yeah. The, those are just... Yeah, but you're you're going to have more... You're going to have a chance to get more rares for your collection, mm-hmm. which is the bottleneck on Arena. So uh, it also means that there's going to be list cards on Arena. Huh. I guess. I wonder what... They have to have two separate lists. I don't know. That's weird. Like, yeah, like... You can't put, like, Fury. Like, just random, like, old card that's, like... Blightsteel Colossus. Yeah, like, I think the... Like, I want to. Oh, oh, it makes it makes historic way more interesting. It's like, hey, here's this card that's 22 years old. Then here's a card that like makes you do the hokey pokey and then six eight of them right. in your deck, and you're just like, yeah. I did that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess the 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 list thing, but I mean, I guess the um whatever slot has the the extra sheet has effectively mm-hmm. done the same thing and it has worked but yeah so i'm guessing that they're gonna have to be a little bit more careful with what's on the list in well, terms I mean, of the, like they mechanics. can be when it's only 40 cards yeah uh, in, in terms of mechanics and stuff yeah i guess another thing as we're going like super long um this is an old-timey episode um another thing is if a card gets on a on the list I think mm-hmm. its price is going to like plummet. Oh yeah. This is another reason to be like maybe I should like get off of maybe you should like consider getting off of res- non-reserve list stuff. In the pre-show yeah. I talked about the uh I had Cavalier Thorns when whatever Magic 20 M20. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh was a set but I got rid of them. And then when Mono Green became like the deck and pioneer card went to like 20 bucks and i was like well i'm not gonna buy those because they're 20 bucks and then they made it on the list and like the old version was 13 and the list version was like three and i was like at three bucks i'll buy buy some right Mm -hmm. and that's when there were like 300 cards on the list right right if there's 40 cards on the list for murder at markov manor and right like what is that going to do the price of like a $10 card they put on the list. Right. Right. The list version might like be a dollar 50 cents, which again, good for me. And maybe one day you as a, uh, as a single, <laughs> as a single purchaser. Yeah. Right. But really bad for person who buys a pack. Like, Oh my gosh, I opened a Cavalier of Thorns. Oh, the list version that's worth 25 cents. Yeah. Right. Like oh, Aww. I thought I, I thought I had paid for my pack. No sir, no sir. So there's a lot. Uh, none of this was banned. Uh, 
sneaky, sneaky, um, um, clickbait weasels. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, with all of that, unless we have another one more thing, with all nope, of that, th- I think we got a show. I think we got a show. So, if you want to reach out to us and give us your thoughts on the uh, unholy love child between a draft booster and a set booster, uh, reach out to us on Facebook, Discord, Twitter. I mean, X, uh, X, email, or whatever. Yep. Links are all down below. Hit us up. Uh, also, let me know about how much drafts cost. I'm interested. Uh, if you're looking to support the show, real quick, there's two ways you can do it. The first is with our TCG player affiliate link, casualtryhard.com slash TCG. Go there, buy stuff. We get a portion of your purchase price. Helps us pay our bills. We would really appreciate it. Uh, the second is Patreon, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Uh, sign up, chip a couple bucks in, uh, get access to our show notes, get access to our pre-show. And when I have cool stuff to send out to you guys, I will send it to you. Shoot me your address when you sign up and uh, get some swag. Patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. We'd yeah. appreciate it. All right. So with that, we'll catch you on the internets. We'll catch you on the internets.